0: Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf, and this week's episode talking about the three big ideas from the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Welcome back I'm your host Steph Clark and every week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books I've been reading. This week it is the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. He's memoir autobiography that came out back end of 2020. It's a pretty interesting book and I'm looking forward to sharing with you some of the things I liked about it but also more importantly the three big ideas because I have done the reading so you don't have to. But before we get into those three big ideas, and despite the fact that Matthew McConaughey needs no introduction, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the book and about the author. Matthew McConaughey has been keeping diaries for 35 years as a way of recording his thoughts and trying to work out the riddle of life. These diaries formed this book, Greenlights, and as he puts it, he took a one-way ticket to the desert and wrote this book, an album, a record, a story of my life so far. This is 50 years of my sights and scenes, felt and figured out's. Cools and Shamefuls, Graces, Truths and the Beauties of Brutality, Getting Away Withs, Getting courts, and Getting Wets while trying to dance between the raindrops. Matthew McConaughey is an American actor and producer. He was born in Uvedale, Texas and he is of Irish, Scottish, English, German and Swedish descent. He graduated from the U- University of Texas in Austin, originally studying law before he switched to acting. And he got his first big break in the 1993 film Dazed and Confused. He later starred in A Time to Kill, 1996, and Amistad in 1997, among many others. He was named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive in 2005, and he also starred in Mud in 2012 and Dallas Buyers Club in 2013, which earned him the Academy Award for the Best Actor. McConaughey came on strong in 2014 with his starring role on the TV series True Detective. Side note, it is fantastic, I recommend watching it. A project that propelled him even further on his star trajectory. He lives with his wife, Camilla, and their children in Austin, Texas. And all of those extracts were taken from a mixture of sources. The links to those are in the show notes if you would like to have a look yourself. So I've said before on the podcast that I find I I really enjoy biographies and autobiographies and memoirs like this, but they are sometimes harder, I find, to dig out the three big ideas. Now, this one was actually I found in some ways a little bit easier because there's some really strong threads that follow through and I guess because Matthew has gone through this process of literally going off to the woods for a period of time with all his diaries from the last 35 years and sifting through and finding those themes himself, he's actually organised the book and the book is, it whilst it's chronological, it is also organised into themes and the types of green lights that you can, you can find. And the, the idea of the green lights is it's the, the green lights you catch a bit like, you know, if you were driving through traffic, if you're going to catch the green lights, it's the thing that say, yes, go, move ahead. But it's was about being able to recognize what the orange lights or the amber lights are, where you might need to stop and think, and also trying to avoid the red lights that may be stopping you in your tracks. So the way the book is written is that there's several chapters and they're all named after the different types of green lights you might be looking out for that he has experienced certainly in his life and the lessons from those. All right, let's get into it. The three big ideas from the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) Big idea number one, choose your words. Matthew learnt at a young age to choose his words very carefully. The biggest tellings off he got were from saying he can't and using the word hate. He was also really told off for answering to Matt, his mum yelling at him and telling him that he wasn't named after a doormat. So these early lessons that his parents taught him, he started to really respect language and be very aware of the words that could hurt him. And this is really what his parents taught him. It was the language that he, yeah, he may have got his mouth washed out with soap for using some swear words over his, his childhood. But the words that they really got upset about were the ones that would hurt him, things like can't and hate. So it became more than words, or they became more than words, but values to live by. He says in the book that words are momentary, but intent is momentous. His family were pretty Old Testament style in their upbringing and in their parenting and their style and approach, which also added some weight to the potential consequence of screwing up the words that he chose. But this also gave him the grit, and there's several examples of the book where not quitting and going bigger rather than saying he couldn't do something really gave him some opportunities and opened some doors in some pretty incredible experiences that he then professionally and personally was able to, to make the most of. Throughout the book, there's lots of different examples and lots of little quotes and sayings and turns of phrase and bumper stickers. He turns some of his ideas into these bumper stickers that stickers that are throughout the book. And it's again, it shows the importance of words and the importance of choosing the right words for the situation and the ones that are intentional and useful that provide really a way of thinking about things they're almost mental models rather than necessarily just words that are throwaway. and maybe this is part of being a writer and an actor and things that the words that stick with him but certainly this started off at a young age so that's big idea number one choose your words <laughs> big idea number two is don't half ass it now that sounds really weird with my southern english accent so i'm going to try that again Big idea number two, don't half-ass it is how it's, I think, meant to be said. So this approach of not half-assing anything turned I would if I could to I can and I am. It encouraged him to make his own opportunities. Several of his roles came from him having a bit part or a secondary role in something, but walking into the director's office or the casting agent's office and putting himself forward as the lead, putting himself out there and doing what he knew how to do best and constantly getting better at that in order to play these leading roles. There's a quote in the book that says, if you're not a starter and you think you should be, give them no choice in that decision. Play so well, it's undeniable, which really reminded me of the Cal Newport phrase, which is taken from Steve Martin's phrase to young comedians, which is be so good they can't ignore you. is very much along those lines play so well, it's undeniable that they have no option to start you or put you on the starting lineup. And obviously that doesn't just apply to a sports context. But most of all, whatever he did, he didn't half-ass it. Half-ass it. The advice he got, this is actually advice he got from his dad when deciding whether to switch from law to acting. And he was pretty nervous about making this decision and telling his dad that he wanted to do this. He had huge respect for his dad. He actually timed phoning his dad to the time that he knew his dad would have had his dinner, be pretty happy, sat in front of the TV, maybe had a beer so that he would catch him in a better mood so he could phone him and say, actually, I'm switching from studying law into acting. And his dad, the advice that his dad gave him or the the one thing his dad said to him was, okay, don't half-ass it. He came back to this several times, including later in his career when he made the move and made the big decision to switch from rom-coms and not wanting to be the shirtless guy in the rom-com movies to wanting to do more serious roles. This involved a very quiet two years of sitting and waiting for those roles to appear because he was just typecast as the shirtless rom-com guy. In that time, he also turned down over $40 million for a rom-com that was offered to him and they kept putting the money up and up and up to try and get him to do it. And really to almost test how serious he was about making this switch and, and not taking any more rom-coms until he got some serious more, more, serious drama acting parts. But when he made that decision, that's what he was gonna do. The one piece of advice that helped shape that and helped keep him on track was don't have asset. So that's big idea number two, don't have asset. Big idea number three is escape. Every few years, Matthew McConaughey got the call of the wild and a need to get out and explore and reset. He went across America in his van with his dog, Miss Hud. He went across South America. He went across Europe on motorbikes with some some friends and to Africa, trying to find one of his favorite musicians. And even his two-year hiatus from rom-coms, you could really see as this escape or these pause buttons that he put in his life. Each of these experiences was needed at the time. It came from a new perspective, it shifted things, and it provided that reset or that transition point. It really made me think about the importance of creating these spaces, creating the space in our lives for experience, for pauses, and for transitions. And for doing these well and doing them intentionally, as with many things. During all of these experiences and all of these escapes that he had, he had some new realizations. He was able to reconnect with himself particularly the ones he took after he had become incredibly famous and needed to actually just step out of some of the the ways of being and living that places like Hollywood will suck you into. So that's big idea number three, escape. Put some time in and, and start to think about shaping intentional transitions or ways of escaping and just resetting throughout our lives. So we go. Three big ideas from the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Number one, choose your words. Number two, don't have asset. And number three, escape. There was a side note and it's kind of a big idea as well, but I'm going to kind of keep it slightly separate. This overall big idea was just, it was such a reminder of the importance and the usefulness of journaling and the richness of journaling. The richness that came from his stories and he is such a great storyteller. The richness and the depth of the lessons available in this book really came from the fact that he had a record of them and he had 35 years worth of diaries of decisions and heartaches and mistakes and feelings that he had felt over that period of time to draw from and to, to, to bring him back to. And it was such a good reminder for me as I was getting back into journaling actually at the time that I read the book of why I'm doing it. And what I want to have a record of in years to come. And and even some evenings when I'm sat with my journal, I will sometimes think back to this book and think, what do I want to be reading about today in 35 years' time, for example, when I go off to the woods and and write my memoir in a similar way to Matthew McConaughey did. Who knows? It might happen. So I think that was just a, I suppose, an overall lesson or side thought or thought bubble that came from this book is just that importance, or what can be the importance of journaling or the richness of journaling and the ability to then have even better stories to tell in years to come when we've got the record of those because yes we might be taking more photos now than he was in the 70, in the 80s or 90s but who's going to be flicking through 100,000 photos by the time they're sort of 50 60 years old to uh, to as a reminder of what happened each day probably not there we go. Three big ideas from the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I enjoyed the book. It was really, it was quite a fun read. He's a fantastic storyteller. I recommend as well, I'll put a link in the show notes. He did an episode of Tim Ferris back end of last year after the book or when the book came out. And just his ability to tell the stories and just the, 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 energy he puts behind them and apparently this is something he has always had the gift of rather than necessarily just something that he's learnt through acting or i'm sure that's been enhanced by that and that's actually why he wanted to be or why he was planning to be a lawyer in the first place was that gift of the gab and the gift of being able to tell a story and create these narratives and, and make an argument but the storytelling in it is fantastic it will hook you in it's a really enjoyable read one thing i would say is i read quite a lot on my kindle i've got an older style kindle And disappointingly, the publishers haven't formatted the book very well for the old style kindle it's actually it's okay on the kindle app i've had a look at it on my on my ipad on the kindle app it's fine but there's lots of examples in the book where or lots of pages in the book where they've actually taken photos or scans of his diaries and some photos and some handwritten things which actually form part of the storytelling and you can't actually they're com- almost completely most of them are completely legible in the kindle version on the old style kindle look i didn't think i necessarily missed out half the story or anything by by doing that but it was pretty frustrating and and definitely was not as good a reading experience i know people who've also listened to the audiobook of this which is read by matthew mcconaughey which obviously brings it to life even more with his trademark drawl and and him telling the story so that might be one if you don't often do audiobooks maybe this is one that you might want to consider i actually wish i had listened to this one myself all right that's it green light's done Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. If you did, I'd love you to head over to stephsbusinessbookshelf.com. There is a link in the show notes, leave a review. Let me know what you enjoy about the podcast. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. They're the best places to find me. Link, again, is in the show notes. Pop over and say hi. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.